Well, hello there, people of the internet. I hope you're doing well. I know I am. Happy Friday. As you may or may not know, I'm your host, Hans Dian, and you're listening to a brand new episode of The Artholic Podcast, the podcast that can get you an art attack. If you are a new listener, hey, welcome to the family, pal. And if you're a recurring listener, thank you so much for being part of the family. I appreciate your being here. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I hope you guys will enjoy today's episode. Without any further ado, we'll jump right into it. But before we actually do that, please make sure to follow, like, share this podcast with your families. If you enjoyed it, maybe share it on your platforms as well and stuff like that. It really helps with the algorithm and it really helps with me as well to receive feedback and stuff like that. So without any further ado, let's talk about today's topic, shall we? Okay, so on today's topic, I will be doing a deep dive into streaming services and the cinema industry. You know, the impact of studios on the movie theaters, COVID and its impact on the industry, cinema and whether or not movie theaters are dying and what is happening in the cinema industry nowadays. So if that sounds like an interesting topic to you, grab a hot or cold beverage, sit down, relax as I talk randomly about some facts, data and my final words and opinions as well. Not too long ago, sitting down for popcorn and drinks in a dark room with a bunch of strangers watching one movie displayed on one screen was a normal experience brought on by millions of people worldwide. And, you know, it was also the gateway to box office success in the film industry. A pastime that was once ordinary has now become a figment of imagination, as the outbreak of the virus limits the amount of exposure one can have around others. That's when a new kind of way of consuming films and movies have seen the day. We're talking about streaming. The advent of streaming has fundamentally altered how we consume entertainment. But have streaming platforms really made it easier for filmmakers, you know, to get their story told? Or has the drive for endless programming had a detrimental effect on both creativity and diversity? Did streaming really kill creativity and did it really kill the cinema industry as well? no one can deny that streaming has definitely changed the industry, especially in these last years where theaters have been shuttered because of the pandemic. Now, when it comes to this, there's a, a very big debate whether or not streaming or the streaming war in general has affected the cinema industry in a positive or a negative way. A lot of professors as well as filmmakers and directors as well as distributors and many other people from the industry felt very torn because for their from their opinion and their point of view media for instance film is something that is meant to be watched and taken in and experienced by an audience together now when it comes to streaming services it takes away from that experience you know, because it takes away from the experience from the theater and away from what the filmmakers intend because you consume the media on your own, at home, for the most part, on a very small screen compared to 
a big screen with a bunch of people that you can discuss the film with when you finish the premiere of the movie. However, a lot of people believe that movie theaters will survive despite the rise in streaming because there will always be people out there who would enjoy that experience. The theater has relied on concession to bring in revenue and tie together the whole movie experience, which is not the same thing that we would say for streaming services. Now, streaming services seem to be a thing of the future until the coronavirus pandemic completely shifted the industry to rely heavily on online-based viewing platforms for obvious reasons. You know, the COVID-19 pandemic increased the popularity of streaming services. Everyone now wants to stay inside, consume their favorite content without actually being outside with the fear of being infected and stuff like that. So COVID-19 really had, uh, in fact, changed the preferred way of seeing movies for many people. Depending on some data, specifically the 2021 statistical survey, 28% of respondents preferred going to theaters, while only 15% preferred streaming. However, in June 2020, mid-pandemic, only 14 of the respondents still prefer theaters, whereas 36% of respondents preferred streaming. This shift in the numbers and the way we want to consume media, specifically movies, is a lot due to the impact of COVID, but also how effective streaming services are. Streaming has become so popular that many streaming services now have their own studios where they can produce their content. For instance, Disney+, Netflix, Hulu, Awesomeness TV, and many other streaming services. This helps a lot the people as well as the consumers to actually enjoy content. You can actually just sit down open your subscription, pay the subscription for a month, which is relatively cheaper, but there's a lot of debate around that. And then you can choose any movie, film, or series that you want to watch, whether that be from your country, other countries, whether that be an indie movie or a blockbuster. There's a multitude of choice that the movie theaters don't always offer. Now, we all know that how movie works or cinema theaters work is they they make premieres of the blockbusters of the year or the month. When it comes to streaming, you can re-watch movies and feel nostalgia if you want to re-watch, for instance, Friends or How I Met Your Mother or any other movie that has been released a long time ago. The problem is with a lot of these streaming services, you would have to have a lot of subscriptions because some content is specific to Netflix studios, for instance, whereas if you wanted to watch a Disney movie or Marvel, you wouldn't find it in Netflix. You would have to find it in Disney Plus or something like that because of the copyrighted and stuff and other reasons. So it's really complicated to talk about streaming services without having to talk about whether or not the overload of content there and the streams is effective or not to the movie industry. A lot of directors don't actually enjoy the idea of streaming or are rather torn about it. For instance, the legendary director of The Irishman, Martin Scorsese, wrote a whole essay where he critiques the modern media industry, including streaming platforms. 
for what he views as the art of cinema, and as I, he said, and I quote, being systematically devalued, sidelined, demeaned, and reducted to its lowest common denominator, content. Now, it's understandable why a lot of people would choose streaming services. It's because of the amount of choice they have, the range of content. Now, Scorsese talks about content and whether or not we should be calling it content um, or cinema. For him, it's more of creating without having the creativity when it comes to, to cinema and to movies in general. So he calls it content. And it's the same thing when it comes to streaming. Um, it's no secret that streaming services, such as you know Netflix, Amazon Prime, have a seemingly endless amount of content um, on their platforms. They are positives and also negatives to this uh, first of all the first the first thing is that um, uh, you know it's catering to wider audience of people so for instance Disney plus has brought in star a channel on their platform catered towards adults to widen their audience because they were afraid that they wouldn't be getting much audiences when they started Disney Plus as a channel for kids. But now with Star, you can watch content with the Disney Plus um, copyrighted stuff such as Marvel and other content towards adults. However, the negative part of it is that people are wasting time picking something to watch. Now, we can't deny that we can spend a lot of time scrolling through Netflix feed or Hulu or any platform that or streaming platform that you use just to find the right movie or, you know, the right show to watch. Having film recommendations as soon as you've signed in or signed up will help combat this in a way, but a clearer division of genre might also help to narrow down choices. That's what happens in for instance, with Netflix. That's why a lot of people actually enjoy Netflix over other platforms because of how ergonomic it is. Um, now, with this, with this comes another thing, which is the cost and the interactive content and how we are now in a, in a series of binge watching. So we don't, like, we wouldn't be enjoying as much movies as stuff like that. Which, one thing I enjoy when it comes to Euphoria, for instance, where they're releasing weekly stuff, so like in HBO Max, which is normal TV now, um, it's really interesting to see how people react to different things because now we're used, especially because of the pandemic, uh, we've, we've been doing a lot of binge-watching, and I am guilty of that as well, and it's one of my guilty pleasures um but it's really interesting that when it comes to uh great film directors such as for instance martin scorsese they said that as, a, as i said before the streaming service and algorithms are ruining the film industry because cinema is undermined by the umbrella term of content on their streaming platforms while a lot of people might enjoy going outside watching the movie with bunch of strangers and then discussing it now you can do that but it would be a lot more different so this unique viewing experience is one drawback to this you know to the digitalization of films in uh, the is like the loss of the unique viewing experience you get from the cinema so like we cannot deny there is something special about when you go outside on a day out watching a movie on the big screen and then 
talking about it, getting some popcorn and stuff like that. It's way different than watching the new films at home. The excitement, the uniqueness is gone or, you know, rather different. So it's really interesting to keep that in mind and to talk about the contrast as well. I'm not here to make any claims or to say whether or not streaming services are great or movie theaters better. I consume a lot of movies with streaming services now because I can go out, but I do enjoy going outside one possible and in a safe way to actually watch uh, movies and films that I would want to watch in cinema theaters. But it's really interesting to talk about the contrast between these two or these two ways of consuming media and film in general. And it's just really interesting to have opinions of other people as well to understand. So I have a voice message. Thank you so much, Elle, for um, sending the message. I will play it on and then we can discuss it a little bit further. Okay. Uh, basically, like, how I see it is with streaming services, there's less pressure to make, like, good artistic films and it kind of has the same feeling as like straight to dvd sequels do um back from like the early 2000s like late 90s where it's like yes um there are some good things that have come out on streaming services solely but it's not the same and it ruins the experience of going into a theater and having that theatrical experience, which I feels I feel like it lessens the like need to make that experience happen at home, which kind of like lessens the like authenticity of a film, if that makes sense. Okay, so for now, the relationship between the cinemas and the movie studios is still good for for the most part of it, many studios are now considering releasing their content on their streaming platforms. But movie theaters have also been very stiff about their rules and the movie's length to be played in the cinemas and stuff like that. So the contracts with theaters are far stiffer. That's why a lot of people, or rather filmmakers and producers and distributors, go to... Um, streaming services for instance uh, on amazon prime you can i, f I believe I i'm not sure but like you you can post your own videos there like not videos but like movies uh, they're not very um, stiff compared to movie theaters now the movie requires to be exclusively played in the cinemas for about 17 to 19 days before it is made available for a digital release when it comes to cinema so that is why, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, differences between those. Now, let's be honest, post-pandemic could also be a golden era for cinemas, you know, because of the pent-up demand and the large number of films waiting to be released. We 2022 is going to be crazy when it comes to films. 2021 was already crazy, but like 2022, there's a lot of movies coming out and a lot of them are coming out on cinemas. Hopefully, covid the COVID situation would be better so that we can actually go out and, um, you know, enjoy them. Now, subscribing, subscribing to streaming services doesn't necessarily mean that one can no longer, you know, go outside to theaters and enjoy the experience. But instead, it means that 
the, we have now the luxury to choose what we prefer for different occasions and different moods. You know, depending on whether or not it's safe to go outside, whether or not there's a movie that you want to watch outside on theaters, or just chilling with your blanket and your hot tea and just like watch a show that doesn't really, um, isn't out in the movies and like is available on your streaming platform so it's really interesting to that we now have the luxury and the choice to pick the content that we want to watch and um, consume in a way there is there is dedicated audience for theaters like let's be honest a lot of audience when like specifically those that are into streaming services are very loyal to cinemas like the comeback of cinemas after the pandemic will definitely attract uh, movie fans worldwide not only with the movie fans get together but you know the charm of reliving the nostalgic cinematic experience would also attract a new uh, audience hopefully like for me media like uh, sorry cinema and like cinema movie theaters are not going to die anytime soon so, like, sure, streaming services have a huge benefit over the theaters because they charge a one-time fee, which is lesser than a one-time theater movie ticket. Uh, and possibly, like, if if we were to think about it, maybe movie theaters would have to change the way uh, they, the payment of the consumer is so like it can give for instance a one-time monthly pass to the audience which would help attract people a lot um maybe they can they can for instance collaborate with uh, said streaming services so that both as uh, parts of the market will benefit as well theaters you know they're not going to die they can they can probably evolve and offer streaming platforms to run their originals in the theaters or introduce uh, packages and you know to have a lot more audiences and streaming has uh, made its place in in our daily life so it's really interesting that now it's way easier like um i don't know if i'm the only one but like whenever i every day i need to watch one movie after i finish my work and my college stuff and stuff like that so it's really interesting to see how the the shift specifically after the pandemic but it's uh, you know cinema isn't dying as long as you're enjoying movies whether they be on streaming or movie theaters you're good and uh yeah it's just i just wanted to dive in a little bit to talk about it and um understand what's happening really because um it's been it's been crazy i thought like for instance before doing my research i really thought that cinema would be dying but it is not it's it's like a new way for cinemas to offer uh the way they go about making movies for instance or promoting them and uh streaming services are there as well so it's like um it's not even a war for me like people call it a streaming war but like it's not really that um frightening because both of them have quite a a tight relationship between them because one cannot be cannot be without the other one being part of it if it makes sense <laughs>